1: it's another weekend mailbag podcast john these are taking off so we'll keep doing them people seem to like them i like it i like it every uh everyone we've done has gotten bigger
2: saturday Why not? content bonus yeah. whatever you want to call it we're here for the people we're a consumer first podcast that's right you know people like it we'll do it it's very easy you just
1: uh itunes question uh leave a review and in that review leave your question that's the mailbag
2: yeah. Very, could not be any easier, guy. Leave, go to Apple Unless iTunes. you have Spotify. That's where it's the challenge. <laughs> yeah. I, I this weekend I'm going to I'm going to purchase uh, the monthly subscription to uh, Spotify. I know, but we want people to be able to do reviews. So like I got a
1: DM from a guy who's a Spotify user. Should we include that in the uh, mailbag today? Uh sure. All right. If you want. I, but we don't, don't have to. All right. Maybe it's a bonus a, bo- a bonus mailbag question. You know? i like that okay
2: uh so time to dive in before we oh before we dive in john two things we got to hit real quick yep mybookie.ag promo code ham and the number one gambling it's full full go uh ncaa tournament if you're listening to this saturday or sunday i mean sunday night selection sunday so get on it gamble draft pga tour you name it ufc got you covered nba it's and on american like giant. donkey
1: american dash giant american-giant.com promo code ham, promo code ham, promo code ham 15% off for American made, it's all American made pants, sweats, t-shirts you want v-neck, you want a slub, you want a cotton, you want a hoodie, you want a zip, you want a moto, you want a pullover you want women's pants, they got some different stuff you Hoodie? they got it all, they got some great actually I was in the store the other day, they got some great stuff for, for the ladies, so uh, it's all there man, Giant.com, promo code ham, appreciate the support Get on it, people. Do it now. All right, mailbag time. Here we go. Let's dive in, and uh, let's begin with Steamy Phil. Mailbag time. Niners DB situations, obviously a huge area of concern for Niner fans. Sounds like Trent Williams will be back, which means there's not much budget to bring in a starting corner via free agency. With the resigning of Marcel Harris, do you all think we could see the revival of Jimmy Ward as a corner? Also, would love your insight on uh, reasonable dbs in the free agent or the draft ps get on spotify y'all really dating yourselves as millennials
2: are we on spotify the podcast the pot of, yeah
1: the podcast is on spotify i think he means us getting on spotify because last time i said i was on pandora and then people started tweeting at me and dming me on instagram calling me an old man yeah i, I use pandora too
2: no, but i don't even pay for it i don't, so I, don't
1: the, I run out of skips you know what makes me old is i don't even understand why it makes me an old man that's how you know you're old is i don't even get the joke they're laughing at me i don't know why I'm with you.
2: Well, no, I asked somebody and no one gave me an answer. You want to break down Jimmy Ward's corner ability? I like Jimmy Ward's
1: versatility, John.
2: <laughs> yeah, Jimmy Ward's is not a corner. I mean, he—I I think he's actually carved. I give Jimmy Ward a lot of credit. Wouldn't you agree that probably a couple years into his career, it looked like this is just a wasted pick. This guy's not good enough. He, the 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 new 49ers brass, right? Kyle, Sala, John Lynch. They kind of revitalized him and believed in him and he was good. I, I, I just think Jimmy Ward, if anything, is gonna cover the slot if, you know, they lose K1, which they're going to. He's gonna, I'm sure, sign with the Jets for probably too much money. <laughs> just be a versatile chess piece. Play safety, play nickel corner, you know, be in the box, be just be a versatile player. He's he's not an outside corner. I also think outside corners, I was talking to someone about this we were talking about the draft, and he was uh, he was like uh, my buddy in the league. He's like, "Have you watched any of these guys?" I'm like, uh, "Yeah, the quarterbacks and the wide receivers." Like, I'm not my, my days of like banging out DBs have ended. And but he's like, "Cause I was like, uh, I looked at Mel's list and DJ's list. Clearly, there are a lot of these elite DBs." And he's like, "Yeah, this draft is actually really good for DBs." And I'm like, "I think DBs are a little overrated. Not that you don't need good ones, but I would rather like over drafting them. I'd rather have a great defensive line." So like draft draft the kellos and a listen, a kellos not great, but you can make the super bowl with the kellos playing a lot, right? If you're if your defensive line and your front 7 is good. I'm a front 7 guy.
1: Uh there was the AJ Bouye talk. You know, let me ask you this. Who do you think gets more money? Kwan Williams, I think I know the answer to this. Or Jason Verrett. Vret, I still haven't figured it out, but I got nothing but
2: respect for the guy. Uh Kwan Williams. Right. So I think maybe maybe Verrett's back. Yeah, I think he might be. I could see him come back like one year, three or four million. Just because try to. Part
1: of it's like, oh, well, I don't know. You, you got the best out of him, but I don't know that he did enough that somebody else would want to
2: take the risk, even though he was healthy, right? I would say the only way was some teams with cap space could sign, maybe pay him more on a one-year deal. Like, so if you're offering like one 2.5 million and one 3 million to someone him like one six, right? 1.6. One year, six million. Oh, so, okay. Okay. Five million?
1: I don't know. I, mean, I don't know. We, is he going to see somebody offering him two million dollars more than the Niners are offering? Because if not, there's something to be said for a guy that's been trying to find a home, you know, trying to find success his whole career, and he finds it.
2: Yeah, I agree. So he's just say leaving a couple million on the table, though. From our seat, for sure. Was a first round pick, so he's made some cash.
1: Uh, all right, next up, this is from Josh 15 cant love the show. I always feel like you just get me to say anything, and you're. Love the show. Uh, Must listen on the podcast lineup. I feel like the Niners need to answer this question. Has the Super Bowl window closed? It feels like the 2021 season is about finding a QB in the draft and then getting them ready for 2022. Let me know what you think the realistic goals are for the 2021 season. Well, I'll say this. The Super Bowl window for the team that they had closed, absolutely. It's over.
2: Yeah.
1: The team's completely – I mean, by this year, the team's completely different,
2: right? Well, so uh, – I'd say if Jimmy does get traded, too, this team doesn't parallel that team at all, right? The quarterback changes. Like, if they have a new starting quarterback and Jimmy's gone, then I'd just say, like, anything's on the table, right? Just in terms of, like, I, I, I expect them to be pretty good because of Kyle, but I, I don't think it's fair to say that we'd know that. Right, you would say if you win
1: 10 games but aren't a Super Bowl contender, that's an, you're on the right track,
2: right? Yeah, I mean, they just after the Super Bowl won six. So I mean yeah. I'd say win ten is just a big deal whoever's on the roster.
1: Well, I mean I but but I think part of this question that I always go back and forth on is like are are the Warriors the Warriors obviously their championship window closed. They can open it up again. You can open it up again, but it would be a different window. Because most times your championship window is only a couple of years. Right? Like with with a group. Your franchise can open up a new window if you reset. But that
2: group's window is very the Patriots small. had three groups in 20 years. Right? right. They had the first group, then they had the Welker Randy Moss group, and then they had like the Gronk McCordy Edelman group. So they, they had three Super Bowl caliber groups. The irony is the Randy Moss and the Edelman group, or not Edelman, West Welker group, never won a championship. The other two groups won three each. <laughs> but the Niners would just sell their left nut to win one. I I I don't put as we're talking right now, March 11th, it's impossible to feel like they're going to be a powerhouse. They're not, like, I don't know. A lot, I mean, a huge roster turnover, multiple high picks, who their quarterback is. I think we can, like, give hot takes right now. Unless I'm not anti hot take, but my point is, like, I think you could give a, a real thought out answer post draft. Like, I, I agree, but I, I'll say this. If not, Let's say the Niners are a Super Bowl contender this year.
1: That's a new window. That's not the old window. I agree. Because if they're a Super Bowl contender, it's whoever this quarterback is. Even if it's Jimmy, that's IUK, that's Kinlaw, that's not Buckner.
2: I think you should look that's at it, as Sherman. long as Kyle Shanahan's on on uh, your head coach, the expectation every year should be to make the playoffs. That's what good teams look at like. Right. If that's not the expectation, then the Niners have fallen off. Right. And I think that's a fair expectation no matter what the turnover is at quarterback or what trades or moves they make. It should be to make the playoffs this year. For sure. Well, John, how do you deal with the rookie? Figure it out. Get the job done. I mean, what'd they win with
1: RG3? Eight games in Washington? They go no, I think, they, I think they went
2: 10 and 6. They won oh, the defense. They hosted six. a playoff game. Yeah. Okay, there you go.
1: Uh, unreal content. Creative mailbag. Felly. Felly Silver. Recent grad here. You guys are the cure for the entry level work week. Thinker for the mailbag. If you were forced to give up your current career to officiate any major professional sport, which sport would you pick and why? Ooh, that's good. Okay. Money all the same, yeah, I think so. Let's just say whatever. You, it's a good life. Let's say it's a good
3: 250,
1: life. 250 grand bennies. Ben, absolutely bennies and free upgrades. You don't have to sell your like Delta miles for the upgrades and then and then go back to coach and then you know you're in a tax scandal like some NBA officials have been in the past. I know one hundred percent sport. I would not do hockey is absolutely on my would not do it list. I don't want to get hit by a puck. it'd be
2: cool to skate around. It would be, but the puck is just, you are in a war zone nonstop. I'd be interested to see some studies last five years, how many times they've been hit. I feel like they never get hit. Yeah, me too. So it's like, I'd be skating around, get to stay in shape. I don't hate that one. Or what would be your not, what would be your one? Well, I think the NBA by far, you are viewed as an idiot. By the players, by the coaches, and by the fans. Nobody, nobody likes NBA officials. I've often said they're on the take. It's uh because I've been watching these games. Used to gamble on the games. They're miserable. It's the, it's they're just terrible. It's just awful. Even if they're trying and maybe they are good at their job, we all think they suck at their job. You're I friends don't. with a couple, like so em. you've always defended them. Yeah. Uh, but I think the job are very hard. So you would not I think do the NBA. job is difficult. Well, I just think it's a no. Who likes you as an NBA official, right? The, your peers, right? The people you work around, the players detest you, especially now. Detest. The coaches are always screaming mean shit at you. The fans are always screaming at you. See, it sucks because being an NBA official, I think, would be the in terms of just the
1: game you get to be right up next to would be by far the best one to be on top of. Is an NBA. You agree game. though in being terms of the NBA players court. and coaches hate those guys the most? Like you watch some of the football NFL films yeah, like, on oh, f- Bill. I would say they get hated the most universally, no matter who they are. Like there's a few umpires that get despised, but it's specific guys. Right. It's not just well, like, like all umpires. But
2: like Angel Hernandez is viewed as a terrible
1: umpire and he's not good, right? Right, right. Or CB Buckner. But but there's not... But plenty of umpires are fine. I, I would love to be an umpire because I feel like I could do it with a much more level head than a lot. Like I wouldn't be yelling at dugouts and stuff, but I would not pick Major League Baseball because standing behind the plate for three and a half hours looks the worst. There is no chance I'd want to call balls and strikes in a squat. And they get nailed.
2: Yeah, absolutely nailed. Did it in third... Uh, when I was in high school, like junior and senior year for AAA, so not even majors in Little League, it was really hard. I mean, it's just, it's, it, you're making split-second decisions. These guys are throwing like 10 miles an hour. I can't imagine what it looks like at 100. Yeah. And, like, part of, at least the NBA gets to stay in shape, moving, football, moving around. Baseball, I would get really fat. No movement. Uh, okay, so that that takes us
1: then to football. I don't think I'd want to do football. Nope. If I was the head referee, maybe because it's kind of fun to like talk and, you know, I'd have to get, I'd have to lift. But, um, and then, you know, you start thinking niche, like does golf, uh, does golf rules official count? How about tennis? You're in the chair all the time and you got, there's a digital thing that helps you, but it doesn't, what are you? A lot of anger,
2: a lot of anger there. A lot of anger there. I don't think being an official is a great job. I mean, people are just so mean to you and the fans hate you. And, and also, the rule, like football, the rules are so complicated. Well, and, and like anytime you're doing a Belichick game, I'd be really nervous. Like, does he know a rule that I don't know? Like, how do I memorize this thing? Like probably, got, that's why you
1: got Sterator doing TV for college basketball and the NFL. Sterator, I watched him on college basketball the other day.
2: Baseball's the, baseball would be the easiest if you never had to rotate behind the home plate, but that's not an option, right? Just be the left field up for postseason games? If you're in a crew, you eventually have to do behind the absolutely, plate. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so I, that's... I, uh, you got me liking hockey a little bit because in hockey, you can put What would I have, to, hockey, pay, would I have him- to pay Guy Haberman to just do one game behind the plate? Just do one Major League Baseball game behind the plate. Oh, God. Would $10,000 be enough? Uh, I mean, the experience... You know, like, if
1: I really told you you'd get to do it, it I'd be terrified, I think. Well, that's what I'm saying. I, I mean, part of it is I'd be absolutely terrified. Oh, my body couldn't take it. The beating. Yeah, I'd be terrified I mean, of getting hit. That's it. I wouldn't be one terrified shot of getting to the Larnix,
2: long. It could be game over.
1: It's not about getting it wrong. I wouldn't care about that as much. Once you get the robot, maybe it's a better job. You're just calling like plays at the plate, and even there, it's a review. Are
2: we yeah, missing I, I, any sports? I,
1: I, I mean, I'm sure we. I mean, there's a million sports, but yeah, I just wouldn't want to be official gymnastics I like judge. Off. Yeah, ice. You know, ice hockey. Uh, I mean, uh, ice dunk skating. contest guy. Just hold up a ten. Maybe. Maybe you're right. Maybe ice hockey's not that bad. Like you really, you get to put them in timeout. You know, yeah, I feel like ice hockey guys are good guys. Soccer's like, brutal. You're the only one out there.
2: They're all yelling at you. Lot of running, <laughs> ton of running, <laughs> lot of running. I, I, soccer might be underrated. Like if you were in good shape and you want to stay in good shape, how about now golf they kinda, official? There's no you just go out. You're like
1: ah yeah no you can drop yeah. And you get to walk these sweet courses. You're out there. You're like, oh, I got to play it. I got to just, you know, get a feel for it. I gotta
2: know what the players are feeling. You, you can eat and drink constantly, right? It's like, oh, I want a sandwich as you're walking. Yeah, not down. a lot of fitness going on with the uh, golf,
1: uh, from what I've seen, at least.
2: I think ice hockey and soccer, if you really wanted to stay in good shape, would be the two best. And ice hockey Baseball would be, would be the worst. As someone who I,
1: I Hockey would be, actually. I used to think no, but now the more I think about it, you kind of... You're right, but if,
2: if part of your job, that role, is to be close to the goalie, you know where the all the riff yeah, happening? Yeah, so you can do the whistle slap and slap shots. And the point down at the line. The good thing is when guys get in fights, you just let them go. You don't even have to do anything. Exactly, they automatically break up when they hit the ground. Somebody else steps in, one of their teammates or something.
1: Next up, good question. That was a great mailback question. It was this from JCD. Love the pod. Was wondering if you guys thought of Johnny Menzel trying to come uh, become a professional golfer. He's actually a scratch golfer, but I just see it like being too difficult to transition at the professional level. He's almost thirty years old.
2: Is he? How old is he? Yeah, he's 28, 29 he got drafted in. 14. We talked about this a little the other day because you you were no, the one that told. Me. I think he, I think he said he gave himself twelve years till he was forty. So yeah, so I think he's twenty eight.
1: Uh, yeah, he turned twenty eight in December. Uh, do I give him a chance? We talked about this a little the other day. I,
2: unless, has anybody ever jumped to golf? <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, you remember Jerry Rice tried. He shot like 85-85 in 85 like a corn fairy tournament. Romo hasn't sniffed the cut at, like, the Safeway Open, and I would say Romo would drub, drub Johnny. Uh, listen, my, my one of my brother's best friends, my friend, Tyler Raber, who qualified for a U.S. Open, was the number one guy at UC Davis, like, won collegiate tournaments, has struggled to, and this guy played in the U.S. Open, the one DJ won at Oakmont, he plays in like the barracuda and you know some of the lower PGA tournaments that are around him and he can't even get close to making the cut. It is so fucking hard. I was watching the live from the players and they were just talking like will there ever be another Tiger Woods again? And Justin Leonard just thought like Tiger the explosion he had for golf and you see it now how athletic all these kids are. The competition is just out of control. I could Johnny Manzel, like clearly Johnny's a really good golfer some of these guys over the years. Maybe it would have been possible in like the 80s or 90s just based on numbers, and it still was probably. I think sometimes, whenever I say that, how hard it would have been to play in any pro sport in the 70s is the equivalent of how hard it is now. Like, it's all just relative to the time, right? Like, if you played in the NFL in the 70s, unless you have a body that was built for the 70s. Yeah, like if an offensive lineman, you could play a guard at two eighty, and now take you know, or even like two sixty or whatever. Like, yeah, but it's all relative, right? There weren't as many two hundred sixty pound. I just mean there. if you're, yeah, if you're six two, it
1: requires more athletic ability to play in the NBA today.
2: Agree, than it did in nineteen fifty eight. 100%, but were there that many... I bet if we look back, were there that many 6'2 guys like playing in the 80s? Like, the 80s of 40 years
1: ago. No, no, right no. Now. And even the 70s was an athletic... I mean, and even, like, you know, Bill Russell, maybe it never was gonna... Maybe the 40s might be the cutoff then?
2: Exactly. And I, I think basically most people in our age group, like now we don't go back to like the 50s and 60s. Like we go to the 80s, 1980, 1981 is 40 years ago. Like that to me is a lo- in my mind, because I was born in the 80s, doesn't feel that long. That's a long fucking time ago. I think he has no chance. None. None. And I just, I'm just not betting on Johnny Manzel's stick-to-itiveness because it's easy to be like, oh, I loved playing golf. Do you understand the dedication like these guys put in? <laughs> like it's just... It's outrageous because most of their dedication, like in golf, I think it's football is the same way, is not when you see them playing. They put in so much time and it's not just oh, I went out and played 18 holes, threw back four course lights. Like, no, it's not that.
1: <laughs> also, it's harder It's one thing to be a scratch when you play playing casually. It's another thing to play competitively.
2: And if he did it and, and earned his way onto the PGA Tour, it'd be one of the most incredible accomplishments ever for an athlete. To go to the NFL, then go play PG's tour <laughs> golf?
1: Uh, this is from SoCal JMac. Love the Sunday, uh, Saturday Surprise Podcast. All podcasts are Monday through Friday. On the weekend. If Watson is traded after the draft, is it a guarantee that he'd be a niner? Niners have the most flexibility and could trade Jimmy to New England. Would you deal four first-round picks? Uh, we're talking about possible future picks between 29 and 32. Right, so now they've automatically made the conference championship games now. Uh, and so they're drafting twenty nine, thirty two. I see. I don't agree with the first part of this. That if it's an, a post draft trade, that he would be guaranteed to be an honor because the Niners might have already made their made their move in the draft. If you tell me right now, Deshaun Watson gets traded after the draft. Who do you think he goes to? I would not put the Niners at the top of that list. I would put Miami probably at the top of that list. Like, they don't love anyone in this draft more than Tua, so they keep Tua. But then Deshaun becomes available. Okay, now we'll trade. Now we'll make a move off Tua.
2: Well, it's like any of the teams that take Zach Wilson, Justin Fields, the moment, like, if the Jets get Zach Wilson, like, they're out of the Deshaun Watson category, right? If the Niners were to take a quarterback in the top 12, like, Deshaun Watson is not an option.
1: I, I now, if they don't it, and they still have Jimmy, different yes. conversation.
2: If they don't and they still have Jimmy and they use like their 12th and the 43rd pick and they make some moves right now, I'd think about doing four first rounders. Right.
1: right. Away. and if, So they get to you stack so you so their team used, with the draft.
2: They've already used this year's
1: 12th for themselves.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Not a Not opposed. Remember, Deshaun's cap number this year is ten. So it's like you, you kind this is the year, yeah. This is the year, yeah. I I think the Texans would be pretty nuts to wait till after the draft, right? Wouldn't you want? To I use agree. This I mean, we've term? talked about this. I you know, people think that uh,
1: what about his dead cap? I don't. They who cares about his dead cap? David Cully is not twenty million dollars in cap space away from taking the Texans to the playoffs. No. Did you watch any of that press conference? It's got some. It's got some um, Tom Sula vibes.
2: Just like he said one thing, then he was supposed to go back and say something different. And I, I Listen, I, I think if it's easy to make fun of Tom Sula. If I would have been a scout for the Niners, I bet Tom Sula, everyone liked him. I worked with David Culley, and he was really cool to me. I, I'll be the first to like say there are some Tom Sula comparisons because, like Jim Tom Sula, he just has no business being a head coach. But I, I think people are going to make fun of him and everything, it gets to a little bit like if you take a guy, the number one overall pick, and he's a terrible player, it's not on the player. You know, it's this guy should not be a head coach. It's not his fault. I'm not it's making just overwhelmed. No, I know you're not. No, but, but just, I, to, he is gonna get made. It's gonna be. It's gonna be ugly. He's just overwhelmed. Like not most people shouldn't be head coaches, but the large majority don't even get the opportunity. I was
1: watching. It, I was watching it's, this. It's gonna.
2: Sorry. He's gonna get made fun of a lot.
1: I was, and, and it's not even about like I. There was never a debate about whether or not. Jim Thomas, who was a good position coach. And I think sometimes we can overstate how good a guy is in the media because the bar, like the we like we like to say this, the price of admission for a good press conference is pretty low. You just got to not get cornered by the media early or or, you know, stammer or like if you've had some experience talking as a coordinator or, you know, just being in some awkward situations. Cully's never been. A coordinator. And, you know, you have the power just be like. Just to kind of say, I'm not talking about that in some realm or another, but I think guys not in that position, they want to answer the questions. They're good guys. They want to just – they're not trying to get in a fight with anybody, but you back yourself into some corners. You know, he was much more comfortable when I saw him. He actually looked comfortable both times. kind of the problem. Tom Sula was really comfortable too. I was watching this Ronald Reagan doc a while ago. One of the things they said was, well, first of all, we had to protect him from being himself too much. But the second thing was – By the time he started running for governor of California, he had been in front of the camera doing, first of all, acting, then doing speeches for he was going around the country for GE. He had been in front of the camera for thirty nine years. He was before he ever became the governor. He was at an advantage when it come to doing when it came to doing interviews when it came to being in front. Especially now, John, we're talking at a time before everybody. There were cameras weren't everywhere all the time. Now yeah. it's you know everyone. You
2: were done doing it. Instagram videos
1: by yeah, yourself, exactly. So um, there's just an advantage to being being comfortable and confident. You could have two people who are the same amount of qualified for something. One of them's done public speaking for 10 years. One of them's done it for no years. There's just going to be a difference in how the person who has the experience in all likelihood is able to communicate.
2: Yeah, I agree. There is a value to being a coordinator, not with the Patriots, because they don't let their coordinators talk. But like Robert Sala benefits for the last four years, going to New York, just talking to the media every week. D'Amico Ryan's benefits from being a player, having been interviewed a ton. One hundred percent. And how much will he benefit now doing it as a coach? Yep. Right. Tom Sula and Kelly never did that. Think about that. Well, it's
1: it's, it's, this is when we talk, when you say like making fun of it is it is unfair to put people in that position. It's unfair to put people in that position and expect them to be anything. Now, some guys, maybe some guys are good at it, but for the most part, it's unfair to expect somebody as the organization.
2: Well, th- th- there were there were rumors that, that Tom Sula might have done some backstabbing, so I, I there might have been elements to where I think people around him might have thought he was kind of a fraud. The one thing that's clear about Cully, like no backstabbing was done. Right, he just waited his time. They interviewed him. He was just a normal position coach. People just he liked wasn't him on he that n- staff. Right, he didn't push put. No, the fraud he out. had nothing to do with anything. Like I, that to me, I can just speak for him specifically. Just high character, nice guy, not. He's the opposite of like a ladder climber or whatever. He was just happy to be Andy's assistant head coach for two decades. Harbaugh's assistant head coach for like five years. Like he's just cool with it. And then they're like, you want an interview for the head coach? I bet his agent was like, bro, you got to do this financially. You'll make more in one year than you made the last five. It just makes sense. Next up. But I think he's going to just take a lot of shit. I kind of feel bad for what's coming.
1: Well, I don't like, yeah, see, I didn't quite realize that was already a discussion that was going on and I don't want to, um, I don't want to contribute to cheap shots on that one, John.
2: You know, I'm taking my first year cheap shots.
3: ButcherBox.com slash ham and another special deal free for a year. You get salmon, chicken breast, or steak tips in every order for a year plus an additional 20 bucks off right now at ButcherBox.com slash ham. Been telling you about it for years, been eating it for years on a regular basis. Easily find high quality meat and seafood. You can trust 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, pork-raised, crate-free, and wild-caught seafood. Always be prepared with meat in the freezer when you get butcherbox.com slash ham delivered right to your doorstep with free shipping. ButcherBox is offering you
1: Mike P Uh, great Joe five star consistent content episodes almost every other day no fluff only real fire question for the mailbag what is it about the Raiders that we see such mixed reaction from players some love being there and are happy to sign there and some seem happy to get out we see a Hall of Fame QB like Watson naming them as a or Wilson, excuse me, Russell Wilson, naming them as a team that he'd go to, and they've been signing an overpaying free agents. You see guys like A B, Trent Brown, Gabe Jackson expressing excitement to leave. I realize they haven't won much in twenty years, but guys get paid, they had to perform, then they are happy to leave. Makes sense of it for a Raider fan. Yeah, that's one thing. Like eight, like Trent Brown, it's like, dude. Uh, Give me a break. Get out of here.
2: But th- but that's part of when, remember AB, when he was released and he ran around the pool? Yes. Again, right? same like deal. But it's like, that's, part of it's s- on the Raiders that's for acquiring right. these type okay. players. Right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. I, I think this, you've seen the reaction to the Royal interview of people taking hard stances on either way. I don't, there is under no circumstances do I believe either. I don't know. I have no fucking clue who's telling the truth on any of this stuff. Everyone has their own truth, right? I mean, it's <laughs> cheesy to say.
1: I'm but always it's so true. I'm always very skeptical. Anyone that's an actor, I'm always very aware of their truth.
2: Well, 100. It's why, honestly, when I watched Meghan Markle, I had a red flag the majority of what she was saying, and then you just some of the comments that are like, "Whoa!" You're all blown back when she says it, and oh, same with Oprah. And then you just realize like, there's two sides to every story. We see a lot when guys get in trouble. You know, like And then all of a sudden, you see Melvin Gordon the other day got this DUI. It just got waived. He had to, like, pay a $300 fine. He's good. So it's like, did the DUI not happen? Is he good? Like, what is the truth? Josh Jacobs? Unless, yeah, it's just but that one, it might have been like he just got into the thing. Melvin Gordon legitimately got a DUI, and it just ultimately got it thrown out somehow. It, why? Just because money in the court? But maybe he was sober, maybe he wasn't. I don't know. Like, this type of stuff. Trent Brown, his experience there. Maybe Gruden said things to him that he didn't like. Vice versa. I, I don't know. I, I just think everyone has, again, it's very cheesy to say, has their own truth. Like, everyone has their own experience. Some guys are good. Like, clearly, Derek fucking loves the Raiders. Why? I don't totally know, besides them paying him a lot of money. But he loves it. Trent Brown and AB, it feels like Trent hated it, right? I didn't see Gabe Jackson tweeting anything. Yeah, but I don't. Uh... I think they'd been toying with Gabe for a couple of years about cutting him, right? He'd been mi- talked about trade rumors last year, I think. It'd be human nature. Let's say Gabe Jackson, who, in my experience, like when Jack D'Oreal was here, people really liked him. High character, solid. Remember, we talked to him one time, just blue collar, right guard, just feel good about him on your team. If you were Gabe Jackson, all of a sudden you read, well, they they think you make a little too much money, they might want to trade you. And you're like, well, I've been a pro bowler here, I've been good. I'm just a hike. Everyone likes me here and they're trying to trade me. Fuck these guys. But just put yourself in his shoes. It just Just happens for every
1: organization.
2: Yeah. Just it's just human nature. Yeah. I don't think it's
1: uh, so to answer the question for Mike. Mike, I don't think it's a unique, uh, even though it feels personal. Maybe sometimes I don't think it's unique to the Raiders. I think it happens 100% everywhere. Uh, This is from Gino. He said, hey, guys, love the pod. Been listening since 2014. Long time. 2014. You know what's funny? I talked to somebody the other day who listens and uh, he was asking me some questions um, and uh, I said to him, uh, he was like, oh, so how'd you guys? He was just like asking for like the deep background. I was like, well, the the first thing we did was a, a radio show and he had no idea. He had no clue. He's just a podcast listener, which is We've
2: awesome. been doing podcasts. For those of you that have been here since right, yeah.
1: day one, we, we love you. For those of you who had no idea we did anything before this podcast, we also that's kind of cool, too, right? That's actually really yeah. cool.
2: I like that more. Uh, but, but the loyalty, John, the loyalty. Yeah.
1: I like them both. Got an IMS QB prediction question for you guys. What is your percentage that Jimmy is the quarterback in 2021, and what would be your best guess as to who the quarterback will be? Thanks, Gino. Uh, so I used to be, I'm trying to remember where I was 60, 40. He'd be back. My theory has always been, it's just hard to replace quarterbacks. You say you want to replace a guy. You say you want to replace a guy, but you got to have the replacement for him. Um, I'm pro I'm, I'm, I feel like now I'm below 50, 50 that Garoppolo's back. I, should I go 40, 60 the other way or 30, 70 the other way? I got a hard time. How about you?
2: I'm going 20% Jimmy. I'm going to go 60% Justin Fields. <laughs> And I'm gonna do twenty percent Deshaun Watson. No percentage for uh Sam Darnold. Okay, let me re- do twenty Jimmy, sixty fields, ten and ten, Watson Darnold. I'll go since I like the way you're doing it better than just just the Jimmy thing. Um I'll go I'll go a like little yeah, I'll go, yeah, I'll, Ryan,
1: go I'll go a little higher on Jimmy. You said twenty. I'll go twenty I'll allot twenty-five to Jimmy. I'll a lot all lot uh forty-five see so you start doing weird numbers. I'll lot forty to to Justin Fields. That's sixty-five. I'll go uh I saw Grant Cohn tweet this the other day. He's like, oh, kinda weird. Five different people all of a sudden think Kyle Shanahan likes Sam Darnold at the same exact time. Interesting. So I'll go ten percent Darnold. So now I'm, I got 25 percent left. I'll go. Uh, <laughs> I'll go. Yours is way too complicated. I know. <laughs> uh, I'll, I, I can make up the math, and no one will be like, "No, you only added up to 93 percent." I'll give the rest to Mac Jones,
2: whatever, whatever that is. I think Garoppolo is the quarterback of the New England Patriots next year. Yeah.
1: What I, are their other options? Put it that way. I think the percentage that he's their quarterback is higher than the percentage that he's that Niners I quarterback. Agree. Totally. What would be the percentage that he's on somebody else that he's
2: not a Niner or a Patriot? I think that if you give me the tweet, like if you gave me the tweet, the Patriots have traded Jimmy Garoppolo right, that it's going to be pretty eye-opening to read the tweet, but it's understandable. You give me any other team fill in there, that yeah. would be pretty shocking. Jimmy Garoppolo's a Texan. Yeah, or the Washington football teamer or something, right? Be like, Damn.
1: Podcast question from Dylan. Uh, Habes, Do you play golf? Middle. What's your golf bucket list? I'm talking as a fan or a player, like play Cypress or St. Andrews, watch Masters in person, drink a Michelob Ultra with Phil the Thrill. That's mine. Shoot a round under par or record an ace. Also, what's your handicap? Love the pod. I don't give two rips about barrier sports. I live in Alaska, but you guys have the best football pod out there. Keep it up. Much love, my brethren, Dylan. I love that this reads like a like a, a letter. You know, t- list. tell me your favorite things. <laughs> What's your favorite flavor? I like, I like cherry. Do you like blue? I love this letter, Dylan. So, uh, let's, let's go through them one at a time. First question was to me, do you play golf? Yes. Not well. Uh, I got super, I didn't start playing golf probably until college. I got super into it. Like during the pandemic, the shutdown, I was up to playing like three days a week. Um,
2: and, uh, uh, yeah, so yes is the short answer to that. I think Haberman's got a lot of upside at golf. I mean, he's, he, he, they can get... One, he's got clubs that are a decade old. you got to get some <laughs> new clubs. Your short game, Callaway you X-22's. do have have natural touch. Like, you have short game of a single-digit handicapper. I appreciate that. You get that. some new clubs. Your short game's going to translate. you just got to hit the ball a little farther. You got. I could get use a, a lesson. I've lessons. had one
1: lesson in my life. Mike Watney, thank
2: you very much. Yeah, Nick's cousin. Or Nick's uncle. Uncle. Heidi's dad. Um, I would say... Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think ha- Haberman's got upset. I've beaten Middlekoff
1: my- once. It happened during the pandemic. John was very angry. Corica Golf Course. It came down to the 18th hole. We played 18 holes. Obviously, that's how many you play. I got a stroke on like 15 of the holes, um, and uh, you know, I hit the green with my approach shot on 18 and sealed the deal because I obviously I stroked on that hole. Uh, other than that, Middlekoff kicked my ass through most of the pandemic, and maybe we'll play next week.
2: I'd say my bucket list: Cyprus, Saint An- like Saint Andrews. The stuff over there is just too cold. <laughs> like, too, I don't know. Too windy. Yeah, it just, I, honestly, that doesn't appeal. I'm not saying I would turn it down. Yeah. If I knew rich people that would fly me over there. I don't know if I'd actively like, if I was going to go over there, I might bring my clubs. I'm not actively seeking that out. Uh, I would say going to the masters is something I will do in my life. Attending the event. I, yeah. I've seen enough people in doing what we do who say. It's just a, it's a special experience. And so, yeah, I mean, that would probably be my bucket. My bucket list actually is to play a lot of golf in, like, other, like, Florida. Like, I think this TPC, Sawgrass, uh, the course, they concession, medalists, Jordans. I actually think the Florida golf fucking world and South Carolina, like, where Myrtle Beach is and whatever that tournament, uh, they're playing the PGA Championship this year. I forget the name of it. It's not a Kia, Yeah, that one, kind of that whole area. I, I would like to play in the South golf. What's been your Hawaii course? Uh, have you played? Um, yeah, like resorts in Maui. I mean, nothing too crazy. I haven't played. Uh, my little brother's played, you know, the tournament, uh, uh, Kapalua. Kapalua. It's pretty sweet. And then
1: yeah. there's also, uh, you, they used to have that. Do they still have that? What was it? The Mercedes Benz or whatever it was at um, Turtle
2: Bay? Yeah. You got to play Pebble Beach. I've never played Pebble Beach. Yeah. But we went. The, we went. That I mean, that's. I've been there a lot. I've never played. What, what did I'd we play?
1: Mindless. Uh. With Jet, your brother. Um, was
2: it... Uh, oh, Spyglass. Spyglass yeah, was sweet. Yeah, Spyglass was great. I'd say Pebble Beach is a bucket list for me. Uh, this is I a great mean, question. I could. It's just I've always... You got to play free. It's hard to like, I don't want to pay 500 bucks. It, yeah, I understand. Uh, shoot around
1: under par or record an ace. I know what I would do. I've never done either, so... I'd go around under par. Yeah, it would be pretty sweet. Because to me, the, gol- the thing about golf is just
2: the... You're out there for four hours. Like, if you can be good for four hours, that's really hard. It's For as cool as an ace would be, as someone that's never had one, there is a huge element of luck, right? Shooting under par is just sure. an incredible accomplishment for do that for 18 Yeah, holes. that's the question. I, I've never really got close because I can't. I have stretches where I'm like five under for eight holes, and you blow up. I mean, it's just hard to play 18 holes. 18 holes is hard. Do I shoot under par and then go back to
1: shooting 92s? Because that would be hard for me to stomach. I'll take the ace if that's what happens. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, what's your handicap? I'm a strong 18, John. I had it down to a 17. You can check it. I'm in the books. Uh, my GHIN, or whatever the hell it's called. What are you these Gin. days, Jin? Yeah,
2: I'm a six, but I mean, I I've had a rough 2020. But my guy Jake, uh, uh, if you want to suck less, drive box. Check it out. I got to go see uh, him. Got me right, so I I feel like I could be a two tomorrow. I follow Jake on IG. I gotta go. Uh, I gotta go see Jake. Fantastic hair and just great teacher. Gave me a great chipping tip. What was it? Can't tell. I don't want everyone else to be good, too. You're, like you're a good chipper. Don't worry about Mickelson it. Mickelson shares. Mickelson's not too insecure to tell. Yeah, I'm not sharing until I feel very comfortable that it works, too.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, I think those are all the questions. Great questions, Dylan. Also, one other thing. Some, every, like, eight months, somebody's like, these guys delete negative reviews. We, we couldn't. I can barely find the reviews. Every time we do a mailbag, it's a chore The one I love the mailbag. The one thing is, I I can't on my phone, I can't see the reviews that I can see on my computer, I can't see the reviews that John can see. The last thing I could do is delete a review, so whatever. Yeah, hey, guy was a hater, (laughs) but it's I can promise you, I cannot delete a review if I wanted to. Otherwise, I'd delete that review. If there's any review I delete, it'd be the one (laughs) that claims we delete reviews. Completely agree. All right. Have a uh, great weekend, everybody. Thanks for checking out the weekend uh, mailbag and uh, tell your friends. We always appreciate that.
0: See ya.